Last week, I spoke about how enemies can be our best teachers of compassion. Enemies give us the most trouble. And so if we truly wish to practice compassion, then they can give us an important opportunity to do so. But I was thinking, there are also enemies of compassion itself. Some of them are near enemies, wolves in sheep's clothing. And some of them are far enemies, aspects of human nature that take us a long way away from compassion. So here are five enemies of compassion, three near enemies and two far enemies. The first near enemy of compassion is pity. And people I speak to often worry about this. It feels unpleasant when someone is pitying you. And self-pity feels unpleasant too. Pity involves feeling sorry for someone, but not out of sympathetic concern, which may be a part of compassion, but rather in a judgmental or superior way, looking down on the person you are pitying as if we are somehow different from or better than them. Compassion, of course, recognizes that we're all in this together, that we all suffer, and sees the self and the sufferer as connected in this way, understanding their suffering because we all suffer in the same or similar ways, and having a sense of shared humanity. The second near enemy of compassion is despair, anguish, personal distress. When we immerse ourselves too deeply or personally in the other person's suffering, or get lost in our own suffering, then we are moving away from compassion. Instead, compassion recognizes that we are separate from and not separate from the other or those who are suffering. It's a delicate balance, too far towards feeling separate from the sufferer, and we risk falling into the near enemy of pity too far towards feeling not separate from, and we fall into the near enemy of despair. One of the important aspects to compassion is distress tolerance or coping, to allow us to open our hearts to the suffering of others, to feel moved by that suffering, but without feeling overwhelmed or distressed in a way that means we feel unable to cope. A third near enemy of compassion is control, knowing what's best for people and telling them what to do. This is a tricky one because it can look a lot like you're trying to help. In fact, lots of people can start to tilt towards this near enemy, such as those in the helping profession or family members and so on. In the therapeutic practice of motivational interviewing developed by Bill Miller and Steve Rolnick, we call this the writing reflex, which relates to our reflex urge to fix a person, set things aright, tell them what to do. We see the suffering and we see a solution. And so we impose the solution onto them. It's coming from a good place. It's often well-intentioned, but it's a near enemy of compassion. In compassion, we try to accept and respect the person. Listen and understand, explore and evoke, so that the way we offer help is the way that is most helpful to the person themselves, rather than assuming we know what's best. The most obvious far enemy of compassion 
is cruelty. Humans do have a dark side and we can be terribly cruel to each other and to other living beings. If you're interested, check out the work of Sentientism, a YouTube channel based on evidence, reason and compassion for all sentient beings. I often remind myself of Professor Paul Gilbert's compassionate phrase, may I be helpful rather than harmful towards myself and others. And so callousness, harmfulness, cruelty really take us a long way away from compassion. The other far enemy of compassion, though a little less obvious, is competition. When we're swept up in a competitive motive, when we're trying to win, when we're trying to gain and gather resources, then we move away from a caring, sharing, compassionate motivation. There is a powerful motivation in the evolved human brain which relates to our drive to pursue and obtain resources and then hold and control these resources. Sadly, this works against our compassionate motivation and makes us less inclined towards kindness, generosity and helpfulness. And it takes us away from self-compassion too. When we're focused on achievement and acquisition, only to feel disappointed or a failure, then this can lead us to self-criticism and shame. Totally understandable, very, very human, and takes us away from self-compassion. So, let me know what you think. I'm sure there are other near and far enemies of compassion. I'd be interested to hear from you if you think of any. Actually, maybe schadenfreude is a far enemy of compassion. Pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune. I've put a few links in the description below for you to have a look at and to learn more if you're interested. Thanks so much for watching and bye for now.